Hello and welcome to Insights, the podcast with your host, Joe Parnay. Join me in this deep exploration of our personal journeys from ambition to meaning, where we stop living life fast and start living life deep. This is a journey of waking up and realizing that our lives have never been about us, but about others. True success leaves positive ripple effects on other souls. I believe that success needs to be redefined from our own personal ambitious endeavors to be redefined as the value that we leave and give to others around us. Join me now as we begin this journey to deeper connections, even more fulfillment, some fun, curiosity, life, love, and all good things. Your deeper journey from ambition to meaning starts right now. Hey everyone, it's Joe here. Welcome to episode 78 of Insights. Great to be back. Had a bit of a break and here we are. So welcome to this episode where we get to have a look at our relationship with our thoughts, where another way of defining emotional fitness is determined by the quality of our relationship with our thoughts. So we'll explore that in a moment. Just before we do some quick housekeeping, uh, for those of you who are, who listen to my podcast, who are coaches or consultants or work in the area of HR, coming up in November, November 24, 25, I thought you may want to know about a free training I have for a day and a half called Free Intro to eDisc. And eDisc is a behavioral profiling instrument that uh, I've been using in my coaching and training practice now for 12 of the last 16 years. Uh, been phenomenal in just making massive like just contributing to people's transformations has been quite incredible. So if you're curious to uh, to know more, just go over to joeparnay.com.au. You can register there and there's a little video that will appear where I'll get to explain it in a little bit more detail for you in terms of what it's all about. And it's a free training in the sense that it's a standalone training. So uh, you can walk away with some pretty profound content that you can share with the people that you love and care for. You can share this with your team. You know, if you're a coach, there's enough content in this training for you to deliver a workshop by just replicating what I've taught there. And then for those of you who want to continue the journey beyond that, you can become fully accredited as international practitioners of eDisc. Um, and uh, that's a, a full accreditation program in my world of behavioral profiling. So November 24, 25, just hop over to joeparnay.com.au and you'll see it's quite obviously on the screen when you hop onto the website. So what does this mean? Emotional fitness is the measured by the quality of our relationship with our thoughts. Well, there's a few things here. There's a few different things going on in my mind here as I grapple to explain what I mean by this. First of all, so I'm going to need to ask you to, to keep a really, really open mind and a really healthy, insatiable sense of curiosity as I traverse this rather psychologically precarious area of thoughts because I'm going to share something that maybe for some of you, your beliefs might not align to this. Maybe they will. I don't know. But uh, what I'm going to ask you to do is uh, to not agree with anything I'm going to say here. And I'm going to ask you to not disagree with anything I'm going to say here either. I'm just going to ask you to just sort of mentally simmer somewhere in the middle with a healthy sense of curiosity. So let's have a look at this and see what we mean. So first of all, we need to have an appreciation. And this, and this, and what I'm going to share with you here, these insights on thoughts, is an accumulation of 
so many different teachers, spiritual teachers, mystical teachers, um, people who, who have experienced genuine altered states of consciousness in natural ways, in non-natural ways, uh, people who have uh, been studied in near-death experience research. Uh, as many of you know, uh, I'm a big fan of near-death experience research. It, it really helps me with my perspective on life. And one of the go-to people to go to for that is Dr. Raymond Moody. Uh, that's M-O-O-D-Y, who wrote a book called Life After Life way back in the 70s. And, and that book, though, has been updated many, 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 many times over the last four decades. And in there is some fascinating information about the themes and patterns of what people demonstrate, or more specifically, or more accurately said, what they experience when they've actually experienced death on the other side just briefly. So in other words, these are cases where the person has been literally brain dead and their heart has stopped for 10, 15, 20 minutes and come back with a conscious memory of what it was like experiencing consciousness beyond the body. And they come back with some fascinating insights. So what I'm going to share with you about thoughts comes from that world, comes from the mystic world, comes from the world of spiritual teachings, people like Ram Das, Neil Donald Walsh, um, Maharaj, like a whole host of different phenomenal teachers in this space. So the first thing that we, we should look at in terms of uh, our relationship with our thoughts, um, if I could frame it like this for you, is that I also share with my clients that emotional fitness is also the art of letting go. Now, what's letting go got to do with our relationship with our thoughts? A lot because now we can look at letting go in a couple of different ways we can look at letting go in a content perspective like we can look at letting go from a you know from a, an experiential perspective what i mean by that is letting go of what letting go of an old relationship letting go of an old home letting go of um you know an experience that we have with somebody good bad or indifferent letting go of an old job Letting go, and on it goes from there. There's that realm of letting go. The other realm of letting go, which I believe is more powerful and more profound, is the letting go of thoughts. Because all of those narratives around letting go of that relationship, letting go of that old job, or letting go of that old house, or whatever it might be, at the end of the day, the experience of that job, or that relationship, or that house, is simply a stream of thoughts. And our interpretation of what those thoughts actually mean in the context of that job or that relationship or whatever the example might be. So by altering or changing our relationship with our thoughts, we can simplify or in other words, make it easier to let go of anything that we feel we genuinely need to move, move on from or move away from or move on from. So we need to first of all understand that our thoughts are not who we are, that our thoughts, we, we, we should not be defined or identifying with our thoughts. It's really easy to be defined by our thoughts. It's really easy to be identifying with our thoughts because we feel like they're our thoughts, but in actual fact, they're not. They're merely streams of consciousness. And there are multiple streams of consciousness happening at the same time. Think of it this way, right? It's like if you're tuning into a particular station on the radio, we know that simultaneously in that moment as we're listening to that song on that radio station there are literally frequencies happening at the same time paralleling to thousands of other radio stations that we could choose from around the world uh, yet we've chosen this one station that we're tuning into right now 
thoughts are the same. There are literally hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of thoughts streaming through us any given moment. And we tune in to a certain frequency of thoughts, just like when we tune into a radio station, because everything in the universe, everything, this is a scientific fact, everything in the universe is energy. And energy is always moving and transforming itself. It's always moving. So the speed of which a energy source moves, we call that a vibration. And how fast or slow that vibration is, it's referred to as a frequency. And when frequencies align, we experience something. So when I align the frequency of my radio station to 101 FM, which plays, let's just say, 80s music, I've just tuned in with the frequency of the radio mechanism to 101 FM so I can hear that particular radio station playing 1980s music. Thoughts are exactly the same. So if I start focusing on thoughts that I interpret as sad thoughts and remain with that, remain with sad FM, I'm going to be recruiting other thoughts that are very similar to that. It's like if I'm listening to an 80s music radio station on 101 FM, I'm going to be listening to other, like there'll be one song that'll come on that's from the 1980s and there'll be another one and there'll be another one and there'll be another one. It's the same with our thoughts. So if we're in a particular mood, whether it's a sad mood, a joyous mood, a thrilling mood, a depressed mood, it's, our, it's a frequency shift and we're tuning into different thoughts. The illusion is that we experience these thoughts as ours. It's a vanity for us to think that we are the creator of these thoughts. We are not. We are simply observers, witnesses, experiences of the thoughts. That is all. The beautiful thing is that we have got the power to choose which thoughts we want to catch. It's like in previous episodes of Insights, I've shared about thought trains because every morning when we wake up, literally our conscious mind is reset. Literally, our mood is reset. Our emotions are reset. Like the beach in the morning is that it's just been reset by, if it's an ocean beach, it's just been reset by the overnight tides and all of the footprints and sandcastles and all of the evidence of any existence of, you know, dogs or human beings on that sand of that beach have been deleted and started again so the next day we start afresh it's the same with our psychological um, experiences our emotional experiences so in the morning we can catch whatever thought train we want or not so for example we could wake up in the morning and start focusing on something that was affecting us yesterday in a very heavy way and suddenly we're back there again or we can do that with a positive thing or we can just simply remain neutral and go into a different ritual, go into a meditation ritual or a running ritual or some sort of ritual that allows you to start your day from afresh. So the point I want to make is that our thoughts are not who we are. Our thoughts are to be observed. Our thoughts are to be experienced, but based on the conscious choice of which thought trains we want to catch. So our thoughts are also like streams of consciousness that operate independently of our ego. Now, this has been proven in consciousness research, that consciousness itself exists independent of Joe, of Frank, of Tanya, of Jim, of Jack. They, it, it actually exists independently of us. Near-death experiences has, has shown this clearly over decades of research, where in the case of Dr. Raymond Moody, you know, he's interviewed over 20,000 people. You know, in the realm of consciousness research, in the realm of psychedelic research, 
many, many, many people have experienced consciousness, experiencing themselves as consciousness in a non-physical, independent of their ego, independent of their personality. So the personality that I have and you have, and which is another word for ego, is something that we've only temporarily inherited as spiritual beings having a human experience. Now, I don't want to be sounding all cliche, but that's the reason why cliche exists is because it's true. So our thoughts are a stream of consciousness that operate independently of our brains, just like a music, just like a song that comes through the radio is not created by the radio. The radio is a channel to bring that music to our experience. Well, our personality, our brains, our physiology, our physicality is nothing more than a channeling radio. Yet the illusion is that the ego wants to claim authorship and grapple over every thought. It says, oh, that's my thought. I created that. That's my thing. That's I did that. I did. I, 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 I. <clears throat> Excuse me. But that's a complete illusion. As Dr. David R. Hawkins says, the ego is nothing more than a well-kept pet. I love that. It really is. And like a well-kept pet, you need to look after it. You need to feed it. You need to walk it. You need to manage it. You need to discipline it at times. You'll need to love it. You'll need to ignore it, depending on the context. So that's all it is. And and sorry for this poor analogy here, but during the lifetime of a human being, if I was to buy a dog now, and on average, there are people out there who know a lot more about dogs than me. I don't know anything about dogs, but on average, how long does a dog live? Seven, eight, nine, 10, maybe 12 years compared to the average age of a man or a woman in their, say, 75 to 85, chances are that that dog will pass away during the lifetime of a normal human length of time, if that makes sense. The ego is the same. But the ego stays with us until our body stops breathing, until we leave this body. So the, what's this got to do with our relationship with thoughts? With It's everything because the ego, as I just said a moment ago, likes to claim authorship. It likes to say... I created that thought. That's my thought. I own that. That's me. It's who I am. And if those thoughts are really weird, obtuse, crazy thoughts, it can make us get confused. It can contribute to our confusion of who we think we are. When thoughts are nothing more than frequencies, frequencies of consciousness that are going through us and we can choose which stream of frequency or stream of consciousness we want to ride just like we can choose which kind of radio station we want to tune into, whether it's talkback radio, classical music, you know, 80s music, latest music, you know, whatever it is. Uh, this is really important. This is probably the most powerful analogy and most accurate analogy I can think of to share with you in terms of what I'm trying to get across to, to you here about thoughts. So our thoughts are to be observed. And so if you have a thought that makes you feel uncomfortable, it's not because the thought makes you feel uncomfortable. It's because your interpretation of that thought makes you feel uncomfortable. And you don't have to remain focused on it. You don't have to keep listening to the same radio station. A thought is also known as a wavelength of frequency. Now, this is really important as well, because another analogy, another way, another analogous way of looking at thoughts is by going to the beach and observing the waves. Now, you can choose which wave to body surf, boogie board, or surf. You can choose any wave. But that wave has a, has a beginning, 
a crescendo, a peak, and then it just whittles away into nothingness into the beach. Thoughts are exactly the same. They have a wavelength. Now, what can sometimes keep a thought alive for a little bit longer than its natural existence is our ego, wanting to catch similar waves, to catch similar thoughts, to remain addicted to similar dramatic thoughts about a certain issue. We can switch stations in a heartbeat. You and I could be sitting here in our chairs or in our couch listening to this Insights podcast and something could happen where just outside in the street maybe there's a car accident that happens. And whatever mood that we were in sitting on the couch listening to this can change instantly because of the attention of that car accident out in the street. Does that make sense? So in other words, it's like, you know, when you receive a text message that is uplifting or downlifting, a phone call from someone who you adore or a phone call from someone who you don't adore so much. Do you get what I'm saying? So these thoughts are fleeting. They are waves. They don't stay around all the time. And just like the beach, all the previous thoughts or previous waves from the previous day disappear. And today's a fresh day with new waves. And as we know, the beach is different every day. And I'm talking more about surf beaches, like coastal beaches, ocean beaches. They're different every day. They behave differently every day, depending on the tide, depending on the wind, depending on what else is going on in the earth in that particular cycle of the month or the year or whatever the cycles are. It's the same with our thoughts. So our thoughts are to be observed. And when you can begin to practice the art of observation of thought without being defined by them, suddenly the capacity that we build to let go of thoughts or meanings of thoughts of stories that we've been carrying around becomes that much easier, becomes that much easier. Emotional fitness, which is our capacity to handle and navigate and relate to uncertainty, is significantly influenced by our relationship with our thoughts. And that's the point I want to share today. So look, I hope you got something from that. Something to think about, no pun intended. <laughs> I wasn't saying that to be smart. But it is something to think about because that's a thought in and of itself. And if you find yourself judging yourself and judging others, especially judging of self, that's just simply another thought. So one of the ways that you can, and I'm going to wrap up now today's, uh, in this, I'm going to wrap up this session now by, by sharing with you that... Every day, you and I have an opportunity to practice the art of letting go. So we might have a thought of, gee, I wouldn't mind a piece of chocolate right now, right? Now, you can focus on that and take action on that thought, or you can let it go. Well, how do you let it go, Joe? By taking another wave, by thinking another thought, by focusing on another thought that is streaming through you right now. Does that make sense? So, for example, one of the ways that I manage chocolate sometimes, and if sometimes if, if chocolate FM comes up in my psyche, sometimes I will follow through and go and have some chocolate. Other times I decide I won't have any chocolate. And the way that I do that is I just simply either focus on something else or I focus on how I will feel by having that chocolate afterwards, which is not particularly good for me. So however you want to broach this, nothing changes the fact their thoughts are simply streams of consciousness that are streaming through the radio of our brain and we choose which station we want to tune into. So I hope that helps. Thanks for listening. And uh, as I was saying earlier, 
If you want to, if you're curious about behavioral profiling on November 24-25, I have a, it's on Zoom at 24-25. It's a day and a half of free training introducing you to the world of eDisc, which is behavioral profiling, energetic profiling. It's a phenomenal framework. If you want to know more about it, just go to joepano.com.au. You can register for free. You'll send a video will pop up that goes for about three or four minutes of me explaining what it all is. And if you're working in HR or if you're a consultant or a coach or a trainer of some kind where you're doing work around the realm of human behavior, um, then this is a framework you may consider having a, coming along and learning. And of course, being a free training, it goes for a day and a half. It's very deep. It's a standalone training. And, uh, and that means, of course, that you'll get value regardless of what you do beyond that training. And uh, as I said before, you know, for those of you who want to continue all the way down the rabbit hole of behavioral profiling, you, you'll be able to become an internationally accredited consultant and practitioner of the, of the instrument itself, should that be something that suits your, um, your business or your professional development. All right. So thanks for tuning in today, episode 78. And I look forward to reconnecting with you in the next couple of weeks for the next episode. Thanks, everyone. Bye for now. I'm Joe Pane, and you've been listening to Insights, the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. And if you're thoroughly loving the journey of these messages, please feel more than welcome to leave a review. And be sure to leave a comment on what you've been learning and how useful this has been to you and, and how you've been sharing this with those around you. Thank you so much for joining me. And I'm looking forward to being with you again very soon in the next episode of Insights, the podcast.